The richer you get, the harder it is to manage your estate. There's lots of moving parts like portfolio diversity, tax mitigation, asset protection, and estate planning. That's why the ultra wealthy use family offices, and that's where Valerity Wealth comes in for you. Run by a former sovereign wealth fund manager, Valerity Wealth brings institutional level expertise to the high paid professional. Let Valerity quarterback your finances. Book your free consultation at ValerityWealth.com. You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast. Today, I want to start out by driving your attention to wealthformula.com, where you can still get a free copy of my best-selling Amazon book, Seven Secrets of Eternal Wealth. You get a download of it. You get a PDF. Of course, you can still go to amazon.com and get it there and pay me if you want, or you can simply go to wealthformula.com and sign up for my list and you get a free copy of that. If you can't get to the computer, you can also text me because I'm tech savvy now and you can text me at 44222 and simply type in wealth formula. Again, that's one word, wealth formula. Don't let the autocorrect screw you up. 44222 wealth formula. Now, I also want to point out that there are so many downloads on wealthformula.com. You really need to go check it out. I mean, you can go there and you can get a download that's probably worth hundreds of thousands of dollars to some of you, which will tell you how to legally save money on taxes. Uh, There are downloads on investing in single family turnkey homes. Okay, now turning our attention to today's topic. You know, Robert Kiyosaki opened my eyes to this notion of passive multiple streams of income. And it was about, well, it's almost about 10 years ago. And that changed my life. Now, of course, those of you who read my book know that, you know, my dad had been talking about this cash flow thing since I was born. And for some reason, I was too dense to figure out what he meant. Or maybe it's simply a matter of, you know, not really listening to what your own parents say, which Hopefully, I will not experience with my eight, four, and two-year-old, but something tells me I probably will. Well, in the context of Kiyosaki and my father's perspective on multiple streams of income, you know, for the most part, what they were talking about is real estate. You know, you get a few houses or apartment buildings, and they start to cash flow. And before you know it, you're financially free, right? Now, for those of you who are out there trying to make this happen, you know it is probably a little bit harder than it sounds, right? Isn't it? I mean, gosh, it sure was for me when I started out. And I talked about falling on my face the first apartment building that I tried to buy on my own and up losing a bunch of money. Now, why is that? Well, for one, finding properties that cash flow and won't end up costing you money in the end, like I just had, like I said, happened to me the first time is actually a lot of work and also takes some level of expertise. And sometimes the only way you get that expertise is by falling on your face. And that's precisely, again, what happened to me. That's also why we have the Wealth Formula Accredited Investor Group, because that allows people to take advantage of other people's skill sets and expertise and to help facilitate opportunities to deploy your capital. Now, 
Beyond finding deals, there's also another challenge which a lot of people have, which is having enough capital to deploy. So let's look at what I'm talking about there. So a good return on real estate might be 10 or 12% cash on cash. And what that means is, you know, you deploy $100,000. And so if you've got a 12% cash on cash, effectively, you get cash flow of about $1,000 per month. Now, if you're one of those investors who happens to be in a position where you're investing $100,000 at a time, you know, that $1,000 per month that you gain probably is not going to be enough to free you of your own golden handcuffs. Now, that's not to say that that's not a good way to do it over time. I mean, there's a lot more than just the cash flow. There's the equity, there's the upside uh, five, six years later on the exit, et cetera, with appreciation. All I'm saying is, what if you are one of those people like me, frankly, who wants to move quicker, who's not interested in and you know, the slow and the steady way, and you want to try to figure out how to get that financial freedom quicker, but you don't have enough capital necessarily to deploy in order to get there in an acceptable period of time using that simple 10 to 12% yield as your benchmark to get out of the golden handcuffs. Well, I'm sure there's lots of ways to do that. And I will tell you that through my own perspective and through my own experience, there is at least one way that I know that there's a way to get a lot more return on your investment than you can necessarily owning real estate. And it's called owning a business. Now, I own real estate. Don't get me wrong. I own lots of real assets. I mean, that's what I talk about on this show. But that is sort of the slow and steady way. And I would say, in many regards, the safer way of doing things. If you're content with that, then great. But with my own situation, the reality is that despite the fact that I own real estate and other cash flowing investments, I also own four cash flowing businesses that, to be quite honest, account for the majority of my income. And again, I own plenty of real estate and other assets, but the businesses that I have are the assets that throw off the most income by far. And just to be clear, I consider my businesses to be cash flowing assets just like my real estate. They're part of that whole multiple stream of income paradigm for me. It just so happens that my multiple streams of income don't happen just from rental property or from you know investing in uh, American homeowner preservation, which I do or owning, you know, owning notes or, you know, any number of other things that that are out there. I it's just that part of that whole thing for me is owning fairly significant businesses that throw off cash flow every month. Now, of course, all of you understand that businesses tend to be more volatile. They tend to be more volatile. They tend to be riskier than investing in apartment buildings or or single family homes as a general rule. Why? Well, because people have to live somewhere. They got to have a roof over their head. They don't necessarily have to have whatever it is that you're selling. The key to making this whole strategy work, the strategy of having, you know, some businesses that throw off cash flow at a much higher rate than the apartment buildings or the houses is to have a portfolio of assets that have sort of a different risk 
reward profile. And that's certainly what I've done in, in, in my personal situation. The problem for most people is that they do not have enough time or the expertise to start a business. I mean, listen, not everybody's an entrepreneur. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. It sounds like a lot of work. And oftentimes there's also an initial capital cost to buying, uh, you know, buying a business or starting a, a business, which, you know, if you do it right, it may just be a fraction of the return you get. But if you do it wrong and you fall flat on your face as an entrepreneur, I mean, you know, that financial result could be rather painful. So as your advocate, you know, as your wealth formula Sherpa, I've been really trying to figure out ways and things for you to potentially look into and to participate in that will allow you to get some of the upside of business ownership with perhaps relatively low risk. Now, that's not an easy thing to do. And as part of that quest, I started hearing more and more success stories uh, from people who were selling products on Amazon. And I happen to know some people who are absolutely killing it on Amazon, and they're doing it sort of with an automated business plan, which is kind of crazy to me. Of course, you know, when you go down this route of trying to figure out like who's telling the truth and who's not, it's hard to wade through all those snake oil salesmen. And, and you know, this is one of those areas, just like a, a lot of the other ones we talk about, where there are lots of people who are just predators who are just going to try to steal your money. Anyway, that waiting led me to this week's podcast guest on Wealth Formula Podcast. It's a guy by the name of Dylan Frost and who, you know, a few of the guys that I know, know him. And it's, you know, it sounds like they've got a very successful product and business as well. So I felt comfortable bringing him on the show. And when we come back, Dylan is going to tell us how wholesaling on Amazon could potentially be a way for you to create a stream of income that you too can automate. Warren Buffett, BlackRock, and other institutional players dominate investments in commercial aviation. Why? Because it's one of the most profitable and predictable alternative assets that exists. And it's not tied to other markets such as real estate and the stock market. Is it safe? Well, imagine triple net leases to the likes of American Airlines and British Airways. Income is contractual and guaranteed by some of the biggest named airlines in the world. That's why this kind of investment was never available to the ordinary accredited investor. That is until now. Visit accesswealthaviation.com and check it out for yourself. Invest in an institutional team with over 200 plus years of combined investment experience in the aviation sector. Conservative investing with double digit returns and tax advantages. That's accesswealthaviation.com. Accesswealthaviation.com. Welcome back to the show, everyone. And today, my guest on Wealth Formula Podcast is Dylan Frost. He is the Director of Marketing Communications for the Wholesale Formula. The Wholesale Formula is a system that teaches people to successfully wholesale Amazon products. Welcome to the show, Dylan. Hey, Buck. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. In fact, you know, before every show, we'll sit here and, and kind of plan out the show, but we just, we just talked for like 20 minutes just because this is the stuff I'm constantly interested in new opportunities and ideas, and this sounded super cool. So anyway, we almost did the whole show without recording it, so I'm, I'm glad we finally paused to push the record button. So Dylan, tell us the story of you and your partners and how you got started on Amazon and you know how you ended up in the, the space that you're currently in. 
Sure. So my name's Dylan Frost. I'm 27 years old. If you can't tell by the way that I talk, <laughs> I'm, I'm from Arthur, Tennessee, currently reside in Corbett, Kentucky, where our business operates. My father was a truck driver. And my mother works at a local college. My high school had 102 graduating seniors, and I ranked about 47th out of 102 in GPA mm-hmm. in high school. So I, I ended up going to community college because my family couldn't afford real college, and it was likely I wasn't going to get admitted anyway. <laughs> so I, I got a real job after community college, did that for a while. It was awful. And then I got involved in selling on Amazon and later teaching other people how to sell on Amazon and consulting with sellers. And now I co-own a business that generates over $10 million in annual revenue. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been my evolution. And, and a core belief that I hold because of those experiences is that Amazon is the greatest and easiest and most accessible way to make money online. Now, that's a bold statement. So if I do a good job here, uh, maybe by the end of this, some of your listeners will, will believe that too. But I think my story that I just told there should go a long way in doing that. Cause if I can do it, literally anyone can do it. Yeah. More specifically about our business, how it got started and what we do for those out there that don't know, amazon.com is a marketplace. So that means just about anyone can sell products on amazon.com. Well, over 50% of all the physical products sold on Amazon are not sold by Amazon themselves. They're actually sold by third party sellers like us on that marketplace. So I do have two business partners, and we're actually lifelong friends. We met each other by playing Magic the Gathering, the card game. This is how we all know each other and got in business together. But our business began with only a $600 original investment. We didn't have a whole lot of money when we got started. And how we made money and built capital, it was actually by purchasing products off store shelves at places like Walmart and then reselling them on Amazon for two or three times their price. Now, that's something called arbitrage. It can be a crazy concept to comprehend. I know sometimes I talk to people about it. But the best way I can explain it is that almost everyone has had an experience with the release of a new consumer electronic or some hot holiday toy that's sold out everywhere, and the only place that you can find it is online at a giant markup from a reseller. Well, it's, it's kind of like that, except that there's actually thousands of opportunities like that every day available in about every retail store in America. So you just have to know what they are and how to find them. So, for instance, the other day I saw a three-pack of cinnamon Tic Tacs sells for $20 online right now. That's about an 800% markup of its retail price if you buy it in a store. So that's like an opportunity that we would have been taking advantage of. But that's how we got started and built capital. And we created a million-dollar business doing that, actually. But the next evolution to try to, to continue to grow it and scale, we just actually began buying the entire inventories of closing retail stores. So Kmart's, Sears, things like that, companies that were having a hard time closing a lot of their stores all across the country, we would make offers to just purchase their entire inventories of those closing stores, and we'd get it for pennies on the dollar. You know, I'm talking about buying a $150 leaf blower for $9, wow. stuff like that. Enormous margins, enormous ROI reselling that stuff. The current iteration of our business is we've evolved into something more streamlined and predictable, focused heavily on velocity and cash flow, which I know are two principles that you preach on mm-hmm. in your show. Is and, and that's we do that with wholesale. So that's what we're primary uh, geared towards and based on now is wholesale. So we're basically just retailers at this point. We identify successful products on Amazon and we reach out to those brands directly 
open wholesale accounts with those companies and then buy and sell their products in large quantities on Amazon. So our buying decisions are based on a formula. Everything is in the numbers. So we operate at around a 20 to 40% return on investment on the products that we purchase and those products will sell in 30 to 60 days on average. And when they sell out, you just reorder. It's really that simple. So it's all very low risk because we're investing in physical assets that have a value and have predictable demand. These really are investments. We invest in physical products and then sell them. So we, we make money, rinse and repeat. And that's how it works. It sounds like a lot of work, right? Uh, my listeners generally tend to be mid to high net worth, high paid professionals, surgeons, software engineers, dentists, etc. When you hear this, it sounds like, oh, wow, Buck, that's great, but that's it's going to be way too much for me. And I'm just trying to think of other ways to create some streams of income. But there's ways of doing that, isn't there? Yeah. So like, what's the opportunity here for yeah. investors or for people looking to build more passive income? Those, those exist. So there are a million ways that you can make money on Amazon. We won't cover 1% of them in, in this podcast, but I will give you some idea and tell some stories of some things about how you can take advantage of Amazon from an in investment side. So actually, actually, I came prepared for this with two personal anecdotes, uh, people I know and their stories, and they're two very different kinds of investor that entered into Amazon. So the first example would be the kind of investor that wants to just drop some cash and walk away and not worry about it, uh, not have to do any work at all or, or deal with it very much. So this guy, he's an acquaintance of ours. He's actually in the same town as us, which makes this story even more interesting and really helps you understand the scope of the Amazon opportunity because our town's population is less than 10,000. But anyway, so his offices are about a half a mile from ours. This guy has a very successful multi-million dollar business. And one day he gets whiff of this selling on Amazon opportunity like your listeners are getting today. But you know, he has this separate business. That's where he's spending all of his time. So he hires an employee at like, I'm pretty sure he hired him at $28,000 per year and then gives him the duty of starting the Amazon wing of his business. And he just buys this employee some training courses about private label and, and selling on Amazon and just lets him loose. Uh, long story short, within two years, that Amazon wing of his business that he created by hiring that kid now generates multiple millions of dollars in revenue for him every year. Wow. And he's still none the wiser on how any of it works, but he doesn't care and it doesn't matter. He's having that extreme success in his business. And so what they're doing is something called private label. So they source inventory from China, apply their own branding to it. So it's like their own branded product. And then they launch that product on Amazon. But that's kind of the example of the investor that just created a multimillion dollar income stream from nothing without needing any knowledge. Let's look at a different type of investor, right? So I'm sure many of your listeners can relate to this story as well, especially because it comes from a doctor. So this story comes from one of our consulting clients that went through our course. He was a retired doctor looking for alternative revenue streams. And as it turns out, I'm sure you're privy to this as well, there are a lot of healthcare products or supplements and things of that nature that aren't prescription products, but the brands won't sell wholesale to anyone except licensed healthcare providers. Yeah. So there's this huge demand for these products on Amazon, but not a lot of people that can sell them. Not a lot of competition. So the margins are really healthy is what that means for these products yeah, on Amazon. Yeah. So we guided him in that direction. We knew about them because these are accounts we've tried to acquire and we can't get them because, you know, we're not doctors. Sure. So we just helped guide him to 
those kinds of brands and, and products that he could. And, and some of them he already was approved to sell. He didn't even know it. It was just accounts that he just had through his practice that he already had these products readily available for him to purchase and resell at a profit. He didn't even know it. So it was a great opportunity for him. We guided him into that now. And in his retirement, he now has a million-dollar Amazon business that he runs part-time with him and his wife. Wow. And actually, so he likes to use that business as an excuse to travel, like get in an RV and travel cross-country. And he'll stop at some of these brands that he, he's trying to pick up accounts and, and just stop and say hey and or do presentations to try to pick up the account, things like that. Just just what he enjoys to do. And he's just worked it into his life. So I thought that was a pretty cool story that a lot of your listeners could relate to. And really, the moral here is there's a balance. So you can do more work and spend less money or you can spend more money and do less work. So that's usually how the balance always works. Right. And the thing is, you can be successful at either because there is so much opportunity with the Amazon platform. Beyond these examples, you can just purchase brands or you can buy Amazon businesses or invest in Amazon businesses. Buck, I listened to your recent podcast about angel investing. I bet there are quite a few Amazon companies that pop up in front of those angel investors from time to time. You know, speaking to that, this is just some advice if that ever opportunities like that ever exist for you. I think it's better to invest in the Amazon retailers, the third party retailers, than it is in specific brands or products because there's more upside. You'll see that like branded products that people created and launched specifically for Amazon, when those are successful, you know, they'll sell for one, two or three million dollars. But Amazon retail businesses have sold for in excess of 50 million dollars or more. An example of that, if anyone wants to look it up, Amazon retailer Etails, they sold out to FYE last year for 75 million dollars. And that's just a business just like ours that got to the point where they drew some interest and sold to a, a major company. Yeah, it seems like, you know, the Obviously, when you have a marketplace like Amazon, the opportunities for making money are really endless. I mean, um, a good friend of mine, I'm sure you know, Jason Fladlin, um, mm-hmm. is an Amazon guy. And Jason was telling me about, you know, another opportunity where, you know, a lot of retailers are looking to, they need the money up front, right? And then you can just basically have notes with these people and they're willing to pay pretty significant returns. So once they sell their products, obviously they, they can pay that back, but they're willing to pay pretty significant percentage returns for that. So that's another opportunity. But I want to try to stay somewhat sort of in your wheelhouse so that we can kind of focus in on, you know, the things that you guys do and and what you know best. And it sounds to me like the thing that you guys are really into is the whole notion of wholesaling. Now, why wholesaling as opposed to any other type of selling? And what exactly does that mean? I mean, do you have to buy this product and put it in your basement? Can you tell us a little bit more about the whole wholesaling business? Yeah, so the largest Amazon third-party retailers that there are, they're going to be doing one of two things. They're going to either be doing wholesale like we do, or they're going to be doing private label, like the example of the guy down the street from us who's got the multi-million dollar private label business. So remember, the private label business is the one where you're sourcing from China and you're just applying your own branding to a product and selling that on Amazon and launching it versus what we do which is the concept of wholesale so that we identify brands that have already made it. They've already put in the work to launch the product and be successful. They're sold places so that there's so little risk involved in wholesale because these products are already successful. There is that value within that brand. And so we're just purchasing and reselling those products consistently. They're very predictable. 
using the data that's just readily available to you on Amazon. So that's why we like that so much. It's for that cash flow purpose. And it's just been a, a great boon to the way that we like to do business, which is to easily outsource and automate everything. And it's very easy to do with wholesale. And earlier we were talking about this seeming like a lot of work, but Amazon actually does most of the work for you. You just need product one way or another. They have customers already and they'll send the product for you. Amazon has a program called FBA or Fulfillment by Amazon. So all you do is you ship all your products to them in large quantities. And they're the ones that send the products to the customers. They just charge you per product fees to do that. It enables you to have this huge business infrastructure without any of the work or headache. It's really amazing. And I can give you a good example of that. And it's our own business. Our business is completely passive income, our Amazon business. Working on it, when we worked in it ourselves, we grew it to about $4 million per year level in revenue. And then we walked away from it to work on other projects like doing consulting work. And then the year after we walked away and just let it run by itself, it grew to the $7 million a year level. Wow. So I don't know what that says about <laughs> us, you know, good or yeah. bad, you know, but it really just speak to the to Amazon opportunity, how much money there is to be made. Last year, third-party sellers accounted for over $23 billion in sales on Amazon. And Amazon is growing 20 or 30, 40% each year. Like if anyone that has Amazon stock witnessed that grow, over yeah. the years, they'll understand that. I think we're probably still on the ground floor for Amazon growth, too, as, as disgusting as that is to say, as online sales are still just a really small percentage of total product sales in the U.S. Like, it's pretty crazy how much room there is for that to grow still. So if you're talking about going back to the wholesaling idea, and specifically, if you're looking at brands or products that are already well-established and you've got a lot of people potentially out there selling it. Does it just become an issue of how you get seen first or maybe you have margins that are a little bit thinner? Is that effectively how that business model would work with wholesaling? So you're kind of lucky. It's weird because it's like a reverse sales situation. When you reach out to a successful brand, you want to start carrying their product. I call it reverse sales because you're calling them like, hey, I want to give you a bunch of money. Will you let me? And most of them will tell you, no, what can you do for me is, is what because they already have a successful brand and they know that you can sell it on Amazon and make money. So they're not just going to give it to you. They want to know what you can do for them. Right. So what where we've carved out our success is, well, by providing them services that support them and can help them grow their brand, grow their market share on the Amazon marketplace, because these brands that we reach out to. They're not retailers. They're not interested in, in selling the product themselves. They just want their product to be a success. We're the retailer. We're the one that has to do all that. So we just have kind of a sales conversation with them. That's what our team does. Convinces them that they're in better hands, allowing us to be a retailer of their product. And by and large, it works. When you do this, Dylan, is it usually products that maybe don't have as much presence on Amazon already and you're trying to get them in? Or are these products that are already on Amazon in abundance and you're just trying to be another player? Generally, it's products that are already very successful on the platform, selling hundreds and hundreds of times already. Uh -huh. So it, like, you know, we're really just diving into things that are guaranteed successes. So when we sell them, it's a guaranteed success too. There are opportunities to do what you just said. We just don't do it. I yeah. mean, you could. That's where our area of focus has been is like already the, the top shelf, top layer kind of stuff. Is there 
an advantage to having, you know, obviously in my group and my listeners here, it's a unique demographic as we discussed. I mean, would people generally have a little bit more capital that potentially they could deploy? Is that an advantage in this regard? I mean, I would think that for some things that might be a barrier of entry. Absolutely. Because most of our clients that we work with in our course or in any of our programs, coaching or consulting programs, our typical client is limited on capital. And that's a barrier. One of our Facebook groups just the other day, a a student of ours who just started about two months ago with our program, he's already picked up two very profitable wholesale accounts. And that's, you know, that are going to be generating two, three, four thousand dollars a month in profit for him. And he's tapped out on resources. He's obviously having a lot of success. He's picking up accounts and now he's got this successful income coming in, but he's out of investment capital to spend. So he's hung up. So that's an example of like if you're more capitalized, you don't have that problem. Or if you're capitalized, you can support people like that that are good, that are putting in that time and then need that investment capital and have some sort of working relationship with people like that. Let's shift because I think a lot of people are probably thinking, well, this sounds really cool. You guys created this product around it, which has been very successful. And the product itself is called the Wholesale Formula. Can you talk a little bit about you know, what exactly that program is, what you would expect to gain, what kind of information? I mean, the whole nine yards on that? Sure, yeah. The Wholesale Formula, it's a program that we open two times a year. And it walks you through literally step by step. I mean, coming in with no knowledge, you can take our course about Amazon at all and how to build a business that functions the same as ours. And when I say functions the same as ours, its intent is to get it to where it becomes a passive income for you eventually. Our our SOPs and, and things like that are included, Our all of our templates. We really just give you everything that has made our business successful, all that guides you to that point. So you can learn more. You can get on our mailing list if that interests you at thewholesaleformula.com. Or even if that doesn't sound like something that you're interested in, we've had a lot of clients, we've had a lot of people that just hired employees or gave that assignment to an employee or a child or a spouse or a relative that was interested in entrepreneurship and they wanted to get them started. This was a good way to do that. A lot of examples of that. Yeah, I think this is a really unique thing that you're talking about because, you know, I always think about this stuff too, Dylan, in that I'm obviously an entrepreneur. I'm a raging entrepreneur. I'm an advocate for it. And some people, uh, a lot of people on my show are trying to figure out ways to break into entrepreneurship. You know, are they going to go buy franchises? Are they going to do this or whatever? But this is actually a great way not only to potentially break in at a potentially low risk, low cost way of doing it, but also a way to sort of educate yourself on being an entrepreneur for the first time. And so when I hear you're talking, I mean, my wheels are turning like crazy. And one of the things I was just thinking to myself is, wouldn't it be cool if maybe I start doing this with my oldest daughter, who I've been trying to turn into a little entrepreneur? She's only eight. But maybe this would be a cool thing to try to do together for the first time. Or take one of my businesses and add a layer of online sales that currently it doesn't have. I mean, there's so many different things you could do. So do you have examples of that kind of thing where you've literally got children and that sort of thing too? I mean, you see that a lot? I love that you brought that up because we didn't even coordinate this, but we actually do a program called Ecom Kids. We work and support Ecom Kids as instructors. So 
what that is, it's a program where parents and their children work together to create e-commerce businesses, and we support and, and coach them through that program. So we've taught actual children how to do the wholesale formula. Uh, no kidding. So success. is it the same information, basically? Yeah, yeah, same stuff. We, you know, we just coach them privately, uh, give them access to our course, and we've watched them have success. And some of those parent-child relationships, some of those businesses have grown to like real successful businesses, <laughs> like where you're just like, wow, I can't believe that we did this or helped this family do this. So that's EcomKid, so E-C-O-M-K-I-D-S dot com? I'm not super sure, but if you Google it, I'm sure you can find it pretty easily. Got it. Well, this has been fantastic. And so the program, again, is when you come out of it, you should basically know how to do everything that you need to in order to sell products, right? Yeah, absolutely. And how to outsource it as well. That's fantastic. Well, Dylan, is there anything else that you want to let our audience know about? No, if anyone wants to try to reach out to us, you can do so through the contact form on our website. We'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. Dylan Frost, everyone. Thanks again, Dylan. Hey, thank you. Self-storage is a necessary evil. It's where you keep your stuff and forget about it. No wonder this stuff is so profitable and recession-resistant. The Wealth Formula community, well, we've benefited from that. We've made lots of money in this space with Reliant Real Estate, one of the largest self-storage companies in the country. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com. Welcome back, everybody. And I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dylan Frost about Amazon wholesaling. I got to tell you, I am a classic entrepreneur, you know, typical sort of contained ADD, you know, but I like my shiny objects. You know, I, I was getting super excited about this Amazon thing throughout that interview. And honestly, I almost signed up for Dylan's course right after interviewing him, but I have some restraint. You know, I just got so many projects going on, some of which you don't know about yet, but you will soon enough. And it's all exciting, but it's just taking up a bunch of my time. But I still love the idea of getting involved with something like this, you know, with my eight-year-old, you know, even if it doesn't make a lot of money, it, as long as there's not a lot of downside, a lot of risk, I think it would be kind of a fun thing to do. And who knows, it could end up being something that actually throws off a lot more money than might even anticipate. But anyway, right now I got too much stuff going on. But I will tell you this, I do believe that for those of you out there who are looking, and I know you are because you've asked me about this, uh, for different business opportunities, that selling on Amazon could be a really great way to start. I mean, the overhead is low and it is incredibly scalable if it starts going well. Let's put it this way. If you can start making $2,000 per month on Amazon automatically, I mean, that's pretty awesome, right? I mean, using our model of 10 to 12%, cash on cash for your typical real estate investment, you'd need to deploy about $200,000 in, in real estate to get that kind of cash on cash return. So it certainly might be worth it. It might be fun. The other thing that we haven't even talked about yet is to remember that once you get you know some kind of business in place, you have all of those tax advantages 
that a small business owner has. And if you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, that's another show entirely. You should go back and listen to the show that I did with Tom Wheelwright several months ago. But again, all this is fundamentally about risk and reward. And it, it certainly, you know, if you end up doing this Amazon thing, you know, regardless of how simple it sounds, it certainly will. I, I can't imagine it won't take some time, especially up front, to set something like this up. And then if you can turn it into something that starts automatically churning, then that's awesome. Anyway, my call to action for you this week is to think about your own situation. Do you have multiple streams of income yet? If not, you better get working on it. If you're a full-time employee, I mean, how do you know that you won't lose your job? Or that, you know, if you're a doctor and you say, well, gosh, there's always sick people. Yeah, there is. But guess what? In the last decade, taking into consideration inflation, doctors have made less and less money every single year. And that's not going to stop. That is going to get a lot worse. It's going to come to a critical head. I predict it. And before you know it, you're going to be stuck with some serious, serious debt for medical school without that huge income to pay it back. Now, if you're already cash flow investing and you, you know, maybe you're part of investor club and you've been participating in that, good for you. That is still the best, the slow and steady way to do it. But if you are, in fact, feeling impatient, think about business opportunities like this. Why not? Come on, why not? It could be fun too. So finally, I just want to say that if you do end up, you know, going and taking this course, Dylan is not on there, by the way. It's his partners who are on it. So don't get thrown off by that. It's the wholesale formula. If you do take this course, I would love for you to give me your feedback and tell me what kind of success you have. Cause I really, really want to know. And I may end up doing this myself. And again, hopefully this was useful to you. It's a little bit different than what we typically do. But that is it for me this week on Wealth Formula Podcast. Until next week, this is Buck Joffrey signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time. Worried about saving too little too late for retirement? The Wealth Accelerator may be exactly what you need. With the help of some of the oldest and most reliable insurance companies in the country, Wealth Accelerator allows you to take most of the upside of any good year in the stock market and use bank loans to magnify those returns significantly. And what if the stock market has a bad year? No need to fear. Wealth Accelerator is engineered so you don't participate in the losses of the market, no matter how bad of a year it is. Sounds too good to be true, right? But it's not. It's simply the same financial engineering that the ultra-wealthy have been doing for years. Now it's your turn. Check it out for yourself by going to WealthFormulaBanking.com. Again, that's WealthFormulaBanking.com.